0: Helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. All right, guys, we are finishing our Gifts of the Spirit series this morning. I pray that it has been a blessing to you. As I go and visit the different life groups that meet on Wednesday nights, uh, there's been some really good discussion. Uh there have been some questions that have come up. There's been it's just been awesome. Uh the last one I went to, there was some really good ministry uh that happened. And so um that's that's what life groups are for. Just a little plug for that on Wednesday nights, people's homes, where we get to process the message and add our two cents. Um also want to let you know before I get started, uh I don't remember if it was in the announcements or not, but Discover VFC is tonight at five o'clock. Uh, Discover VFC is um, a getting-to-know-you class. We do it once a month. And so if you're new here, new-ish here, or you've been coming for a while, you've just never been to Discover VFC, we'd love to have you today, 5 o'clock. Just come in through the main doors. We'll get you to the right spot. Uh, If you do think that you want to eventually partner with VFC and join the church, it's the one thing that we ask you to do. But just because you go to the class doesn't mean you have to join the church, okay? Uh, We're not going to like like force you to join or anything like that. So we'd love to see you five o'clock here for Discover. We've been talking about gifts of the Spirit, spiritual gifts, and we, uh, we, we've defined those uh, this way. Gifts of the Spirit are special abilities given to Christians by the Holy Spirit that allow us to participate in supernatural ministry. That's what gifts of the Spirit are. They're mentioned all throughout the New Testament. uh, And there's been a lot of confusion surrounding some of these gifts. So what we've done is after defining them, we've we've just gone through and looked at Scripture. We realize that the Holy Spirit gives different gifts to different people. It's okay if you minister differently than other people do, right? That's by design. Um, We recognize that these gifts, these spiritual gifts, aren't for you. They're through you. It's like giving a gift to someone else. You are a holy uh, UPS driver. You are delivering something from God to someone else. That's what spiritual gifts are, okay? Spiritual gifts must be motivated and fueled by love, or they can actually really hurt people. Unfortunately, many of you have been in church contexts where people tried to minister to you in a way that was more about them than about you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And It hurts. It's not the way it's supposed to be. And so we want to make sure everything that we do is motivated by love. And scripture is very, very clear about that. It's, 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 it's like everything in its proper place. You know, water is what you need to live. You have to have water to live. But don't you know, you can also drown in it. Uh, fire is great. It keeps us warm. It cooks our food. But don't you know, it can burn your house down. And so good things require boundaries so that they remain helpful and not hurtful. And so spiritual gifts are meant to be helpful, but you can mess someone up with them. So don't do that. Make sure you do it in love. Not everyone who says that they're speaking on God's behalf or operating on God's behalf is. It's just, it's just the way, just because someone says, well, God told me, or God says, that's when we have a role. We get to test the Spirit, is what Scripture says. We get to test it. Test it against the Bible. Is this, does this uh, uh, confirm what Scripture already says? And test this fruit in the life of the person who's ministering. It's what Jesus tells us to do. And so, so that's our job. When spiritual gifts are in operation, that's our job. You can divide uh, the spiritual gifts into three categories. Know what God knows. Say what God says. And do what God does. These spiritual gifts, these special abilities, you can kind of categorize them in those three ways. We talked about knowing what God knows and the, the gift of discernment and gift of uh, discerning of spirits, uh, wisdom, word of knowledge. Last week, Eric talked about um, saying what God says. Didn't he do a great job? Yeah. I was out of town. He did a fantastic job. I jokingly... So... Uh, Eric's the student minister, the youth pastor here, if you don't know, and uh, I had a granddad that was a church planter in middle Alabama, and he had a kid that followed him around called his boy preacher, and he would reference his boy, we can read some of his writings, he'd talk about his boy preacher, so I've, I've been calling Eric my boy preacher, but uh, I think we can all agree he's now a man preacher, right, he's, he did great. But I'm still going to call him boy preacher. Anyway, so, so he talked about that. And then today we're talking about doing what God does. Now, let me just let you know, I know I don't want to be too commercially here, but, but we've been talking about School of Ministry, Course 101, Believer's Boot Camp starts tonight. One of the things we do in this class is we test you on spiritual gifts, okay? We also do a personality test, blend the two together so you can see how your personality matches your spiritual gifts, okay? It's, it's free, it's fun, you should do that, okay? Um, So, we're talking about doing what God does. Let's go to the text where the gifts of the Spirit are listed. It says this, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another another, discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, To, to another the interpretation of tongues. So we've gone through these, and our last group is those that help us do what God does. These are faith, gifts of healings, and working of miracles. Faith, gifts of healing, and working of miracles. Guys, you can do what God does. Now, maybe that seems a little weird to you. You You're like, well, hey, buddy, wait a minute. He's God, we're not. No one's arguing that point. And there's been some weird theology out there called the little God theology where people teach, well, you're little gods. No, you're made in his image. You ain't anything close to God. Okay. But God in his sovereignty, by his will has said, I want you to partner with me. I want you to say what I'm saying. I want you to know what I know and I want you to do what I can do. It's not your power. It's his power. We see this all throughout Scripture that you can do, yeah, little alone you, can do what God does. John 14, 12, Jesus promises his disciples. He says, just the context, he's talking, they say, show us the Father. And he's like, hey, look, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He's like, look, if you don't believe that, believe me because of the works that I do, the miracles, the healings, all the stuff that I do, believe that I come from the Father. And then he says this, I tell you the truth. Is this the truth? Yeah, he's like, I'll tell you the truth. So I guess Jesus can't lie, right? So I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me, do you believe in Jesus? Okay, so he's talking about you. You were talked about in the Bible. This is talking about you right here. Anyone who believes in me will do even, uh, will do the same works that I've done and even greater works because I'm going to the Father. What? Jesus himself said that you can not only do what he does, but even greater, greater in number. Yeah, because there's lots of Christians <laughs> and greater in quality as well. We see that in scripture. Peter and Paul will look at some of these scriptures. They do stuff that even Jesus didn't do. Jesus didn't up in heaven like, how dare they? Like, he's like, yay. This is the heart of God for you. He wants you to do the stuff not only that you can do. That's great. But he wants you to do the stuff that he can do. And one of the ways we do this is through spiritual gifts. So I'm going to share with you this morning, we're just going to talk about the three spiritual gifts that allow you to do what God does. The first one is the gift of faith. The gift of faith. By the way, all of our notes are in our app. If you've not downloaded the church app, please download it. I give you permission right now to take your phone out download the app. Don't play Candy Crush, okay? Don't do that. But download the app. If you go to Sunday at VFC, you'll see our sermon notes. They're filling the blank notes. You can keep up with the message. The gift of faith is the spiritual, the spiritual gift of faith is the supernatural confidence in God's ability to do the impossible in a specific situation. The spiritual gift that we call the gift of faith is supernatural confidence in God's ability to do the impossible in a specific situation. Now, the gift of faith is, is accompanied by action. It's not just a passive believing or trusting. It's accompanied by action and it produces extraordinary results. People get a little weird about faith. Guys, faith is not mental certainty, it's not being super sure of your own belief. I really believe this. I really believe. That's like some kind of weird mental exercise. That's not what faith is, not biblically. And that's like some kind of weird mind game. And that's not even a virtue. People who are very sure of themselves, you think they're jerks. Right? That's not a, that's not a, a good thing. We, well, I'll tell you about that VFC over there. They're very sure of themselves about what they believe. No, that's not, that's not, that's not a fruit of the Spirit. That's, not, right? that's arrogance. So mental certainty is not what faith is. Well, what is faith? Faith is trust. Followed by action. It's trust followed by action. The easiest example I can give you is right now you're sitting on a seat. You have faith that that seat's going to hold you up. And so what did you do? You sat on it. That's faith. It's really easy. You walk into a room, you flip the light, and you don't stop and pray over it. I really believe this light's going to come on. You don't do that. You just flip. You don't even stop walking. You flip it on. Why? Why? You trusted it would happen, and so you did something. That's what faith is: it's trust, confidence, mixed and matched with action. There are five times in Scripture where Jesus says to people, "Your faith has made you well." Your faith has made you well. Five instances: there's a blind man, a woman with the issue of blood, a leper. There's all different. Your faith has made you well. All five times they did something. Jesus wasn't the one who brought healing to them, they're the ones that went to Jesus and got healing. And he said, your faith has made you well. Why? Because it was trust. They trusted Jesus, and then there was corresponding action. Does that make sense? So it's not just being certain, I really believe this, I really believe this. That's weird. Stop it. It's trust. You can have mental doubts and still walk in faith. Because you're still trusting and you're still acting on that trust, even though your brain's spinning a mile a minute. You with me? Okay. The gift of faith is not the general belief that God can do impossible things. That's not the gift of faith. Uh, the gift of faith is not what we call saving faith. The scripture says in Romans twelve three that God has given to each one the measure of faith. Everyone has faith. Everyone has been given a measure of faith to respond to Jesus. But that's not what the gift of faith is. With this gift, assurance, confidence just rushes over you and overtakes you in a moment, in a specific instance. And then you adopt a specific belief about a particular situation. That's what the the gift of faith is. Maybe right now you're thinking back, you're like, yeah, I was going through this difficult moment. and All of a sudden, boom, I was just hit with this confidence. You know what? God's going to get me through this. That was the gift of faith. That was the spiritual gift of faith that you were experiencing. Let's look at a scriptural example. Acts chapter 3. I love this story, 1 through 8. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. Verse 2, as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one they called the beautiful gate. I guess it was pretty beautiful. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. Imagine every, like imagine every Sunday morning, someone from the community brought their friend, their relative who couldn't walk, was born not being able to walk, sat them at the door entrance and every day they were sitting there like that, right? So that's what's happening. You have to go through one of the gates to get to where they're going. So this guy was at one of the particular uh, gates, right? And, uh, and so he's, and he's asking for money, Verse 4, Peter and John looked at him intently. That's my intent look. They looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, now notice the gift of faith. Now notice, remember, it's confidence followed by action. Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed. When were, think, when were the feet and ankles healed? When he, when he began to move. When the action happened, right? Right? His feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, began to walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Wow. Now, the gift of faith, when you see someone operating in this, you usually, there is what is, has been called a faith command, where someone just declares the will of God of a situation. You notice Peter and John didn't say, here, hold my hand, lame man. Father, we just ask you in Jesus' name that you heal this man's legs. We pray, God, that you would just, they didn't do that, did they? They said, in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. They they commanded it, right? The the gift of faith causes a faith command and then corresponding action. Do you see that? Do you see that in Scripture? See how that works? It's different. There's nothing wrong with praying for someone to be healed. But when the spiritual gift of faith comes on someone, rushes on them, they're like, "Mm." right? Tiffany and I experienced this. Some of you have heard this story. We don't talk about it a whole lot, but our almost 22-year-old, 10 years ago, was sucked into a drain, uh, a big pipe, uh, 36 inches this way, folded in half, backwards, and traveled about 100 yards underwater in pitch black, dark, um, and came out, got a breath, went back under, and went another 100 yards uh, underwater um, and ended up behind Peanuts Kitty College. This all happened right on Remington, close to where we live. And it was was amazing. And some of you are like, wait, what? I don't have time to tell you the whole story. Just... Text me sometime. But it was an interesting experience for me because it, it, the, without telling the whole story, there was a moment where I thought, man, my, my son's he's probably gone. I mean, it had been several minutes and, and all that. And, and so I was talking with the Lord and I was like, hey, you know, God, um, this is over, this is, I can't do this. This is out of my pay grade. This is over my head. I need you to move. I need you to do something here. And, and I was just really talking to the Lord. And then all of a sudden, you guys, I don't know how to explain it other than the gift of faith smacked me upside the head. And Tiffany had, had come down at that point. She had the other two kids and something rose up within me. It was a holy anger. It was a confidence and an assurance I had no reason to believe my son was alive at that point. But I turned to Tiffany and I said, I'm going to go get our son. And I heard myself say it as I was saying it. I'm going to go get our son. And then I began to proclaim, and she did too. I said, Ethan Nunley, you will live and not die. I began to just declare it over his life. And long story short, he was, he, we found him. He was fine, didn't have a drop of water in his lungs. And uh, he went to the hospital and uh, was released, and uh, it's 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 an amazing story. It's quite a story. He's he's got one scar on his calf. And I told him, man, chicks dig scars. It's cool. It's all right. You're fine. You know, that's the gift of faith. It's a rush of confidence. Right? Uh, You should ask for that. You should ask for that. Ask the Lord for it. Another spiritual gift that helps us do what God can do is the gift of healings. Gifts of healings. The spiritual gift of healing is the supernatural power to pray for a sick person and see them recover. It's the supernatural power to pray for a sick person and they actually get healed. You know, God can heal by a sovereign miracle. He can just do what he wants to, right? That's that's one of the job descriptions of being God, right? He's in charge, not us. But this is when he heals someone through someone else. Now, notice it's plural. It's not the gift of healing. It's gifts of healings. And it's that way in the Greek. It's interesting because why? Well, there's multiple needs of healing, isn't there? Don't we need, we need physical healing? Don't we need emotional healing? Don't we need mental healing? Right? Don't we even need spiritual healing, relational healing, all these different areas of our life that can be broken and hurting? And so it's gifts of healings. Also, I I think the way, the reason it's plural is because there's so many different ways that we see healing happen in scripture. We see praying for healing and it happens. We see speaking to a condition and it happens. We see the laying on of hands. We see the faith of the prayer. We see the faith of the recipient. We see like all these different things, right? All these different ways. We see compassion. There's one verse that says Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed them all. And so there's so many different ways that we see healing happen in Scripture, and there's so many different types of healing that we need, it makes a lot of sense that this would be the gifts of healings. Acts chapter 5, 15 through 16. This is crazy. Some up, Peter. They even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, so that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits. And they were all healed. What? Peter was operating in a gift of healing. A supernatural spiritual gift, the gifts of healings. So much so that people are like, I just want my sick relative to be near this dude. So that his shadow would pass by him. Could you imagine you're wearing a VFC t shirt downtown Thomasville on your way to Q Cafe for some breakfast? And people hear that you're gonna be there, so they start laying out the sick people so you can just walk past them? Wow. That's the supernatural, spiritual gift of healings in operation. That's amazing. I've experienced this. I want to tell you this story because it's so amazing. It, it's, it's, it's incredible, and I got the guy's permission. There's a couple that goes to our, our church, um, Dwayne and Susan Harnivius. I called him Friday and confirmed everything, made sure this was everything was accurate. And he was like, yeah, just don't call me up there to speak, okay? <laughs> so here he is, come. I'm just kidding. So Dwayne and I were meeting. We were meeting and talking, counseling through some stuff. And um, he mentioned that he was having liver problems. He had cirrhosis of the liver and was in a lot of pain. And there are other symptoms that go along with that. Um, And I was like, man, that stinks. I'm so sorry. We're going to pray for that when we're done. We finished talking, and I was like, it's time to pray. And so I'm praying for him, and, and, and God's really moving. And I hear myself say in the prayer, and Lord, give him a new liver right now in Jesus' name. That's a faith command, by the way. I speak to this liver, I say, be healed. I'm just praying like I normally pray. Well, all of a sudden, he just starts, you know, really responding and reacting. Later, he tells me he felt extreme heat, like internally inside of his body. And then uh, a feeling of cooling happened inside of his body. He has not had a single symptom of pain or anything else. He went back to the doctor. There's no more cirrhosis. He was on medication. Get this. He was on medication to help his liver function. The doctor said, if you keep taking that medication, you're going to get sick. The Lord literally gave him a new liver, like a supernatural liver transplant. Now, guys, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. But I operated in the spiritual gift of healing that day. And the Lord used me to do an amazing creative miracle in his body. And to this day, it's been like two years, no symptoms, no problem, no medication, completely reversed. Okay? Does anyone have liver issues? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. You have liver? Anyone? Okay. I was about to pray for you. Because uh, if you'll do it for Dwayne, I'll do it for you too, right? Why not? Yeah? All right, come up here. We're going to pray for you, y'all. Let's let's agree. See, you're like, wait a minute. You're supposed to be preaching. I I am. I'm showing you you how God moves, right? Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray, Lord, as Michelle stands in for her uncle with liver issues, Father, we speak to his liver, Lord, just like you did it for Dwayne, we pray you do it for this man as well. We speak to that liver. We say, be regenerated, be recreated, and be healed in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Guys, I went to the hospital to pray for people before and they died the next day. Why do I tell you that? So you won't ask me to pray for you. No. So you'll so you'll understand this is not about me. It's a spiritual gift. It's a supernatural ability, a special ability, that, is, that only God can do. OK? Last one, working of miracles. Working of Miracles. The spiritual gift of miracles is the supernatural ability to pray and see the extraordinary power of God displayed. The, word, the, the phrase in Greek "working of miracles," it could just as easily and correctly be translated operating in power. The word for miracles here is dunamis. It's where we get our English word dynamite, power. Working in or operating in power or miracles. Now, miracles can be a miracle of healing, like what we see a lot in Scripture. It could be a miracle of protection. You remember when Jesus calmed the storm, right? And, and the disciples were like, even the wind and waves obey this dude. Uh, it could be a miracle of provision. You remember when Jesus fed the 5,000 and the 4,000? A lot of people don't realize he... Fed big groups twice. One was 5,000, one was 4,000. Those are miracles, right? So it can be healing. It's not always healing. It can be provision, protection. It can be all sorts of stuff. Miracles are often associated with signs and wonders. A sign points to something else. When you're coming, you know, up 19 or down 19 south or north towards Thomasville, there are signs that say Thomasville next three exits. That sign is not your destination. That sign is pointing to your destination. A sign points to something else. That's a good example of that is Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. That was a sign. That was saying, hey, the celebration is party time. The Savior's here. There's there's new wine, new covenant, right? And so that, that was the first miracle of Jesus. There are also wonders, a wonder brings about all respect and realization of God's authority. If you can fully understand a wonder, it wasn't a wonder, because a wonder makes you wonder. Okay? Um, a good example of that <laughs> is when they come into Capernaum. This is Jesus and Peter and I, assume the rest of the disciples. And the, the, the temple uh, says, hey, now that you're in Capernaum, you all going to pay the temple tax? All right, what a, what a great way for the church to greet visitors. And Peter goes, "Yeah, we're going to pay it, uh, Jesus. <laughs> Are we going to pay? Do we pay? It? Are we going to pay this?" And Jesus goes, "I mean, we don't have to, but uh, we don't want to offend them. So, tell you what, uh, go fishing. And the first fish that you catch inside its mouth is going to be a coin enough to cover mine and your temple tax. And that's what happens. Amen. What?" See, some of y'all after church, you're going to go down to the lake and you're like, okay, Jesus, April 15th, it's coming up soon. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know, try it. Don't be bummed if it doesn't happen because this is the spiritual gift of miracles, okay? Let's look at another uh, passage, Acts 19, 11 through 12. It says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons, that's like a workman's apron. That's not kiss the cook, right? It was like a, anyway. (laughs) Uh, When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. That's a miracle, right? That's actually even a wonder, like I wonder how that happened. (laughs) Uh, The second time I was in Pakistan we were doing this huge crusade. Uh, tens of thousands of people there. It was supposed to be around 75,000 and it started to rain. And it was weird. It wasn't the rainy season. And the, the organizer was like, this is crazy. It never rains. started to rain. The wind was blowing and they had these big lights set up and they were like swaying in the wind. And it was, it was crazy. This like squall popped up on land where we were doing this. And And he was trying to figure out, do I send you guys out? You're going to get all wet. You know, what do we do? And um, Dylan and Amy Williams were with me. And Joey, Willem was with me, if you know Joey. Uh, And and so I'm just like, well, let's just preach, man. Let's just do it. Who cares? Like the suit will dry out because they make you preach in a suit. You'll never see that, by the way. But (laughs) so we get up there. Guys, I just get mad this holy anger, righteous anger. I'm like, how dare this rain interrupt these people from coming to know the Jesus and living in heaven forever? Like, like what is this rain? And, and, and me and the other people on the team and the, some of the other pastors, I just, we're just, the music's going on and you could see people were kind of beginning to leave. It made me so mad. I mean, I flew all the way across the world, preach gospel, and ain't no rain gonna keep us from doing that. We start speaking to the wind and rain, guys, it stops. Like that. And we preach, and of the 72-ish thousand people there, 65,000 people got saved. Isn't that incredible? That's, that's the gift of miracles, right? That's, that's, some, that's when the Holy Spirit allows you to have the special ability you wouldn't otherwise have to work in miracles now real quick we've ended every sermon this way i want to i want to remind you of this so how do you how do you do what god does three steps say what god says know what god knows or do what god does they're the same they're the same steps one ask to be filled with the holy spirit ask to be baptized in the holy spirit when you're saved the holy spirit's in you But the Holy Spirit can come upon you and give you power for ministry. This is what we're talking about. These are the spiritual gifts. This is how it happens. So ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Secondly, uh, receive prayer from someone who already walks in these spiritual gifts. You're like, man, I want to be able to move in the miraculous. Find someone who moves in the miraculous and say, pray for me. There is nothing wrong with that. Scripture says, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. And if you don't earnestly desire them, I'm wondering what's wrong. And then third, step out in faith when you feel led. Guys, all of these times, I need to let you know, all of these times, I was not 100% confident. I, I, just, I was responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I was at another event once where I was sharing, and it started to rain. And I was like, oh, man. Man. And, under, and I, I felt the, the, the unction to grab the mic and speak to the rain and, and it leave. And I was a chicken. And I didn't do it. So instead, I said, Lord, I speak, I speak to this rain. I come in to go. It stopped. And I thought, should have grabbed the mic. <laughs> so it's like, so I don't want you to think like I'm just like this. Well, I know exactly what I'm doing all the time. No, no. I know who knows what he's doing. And I try to connect to him all the time. See the difference? It's all about your relationship with Jesus. You can know what God knows. You can say what God says. And you can do what God does. Not because you're God. But because he is. And he loves you. And he wants to move through you. And he wants to use you to help other people. Amen? Amen? Let's stand for prayer. Next week, we start a new series. The fruit of the Spirit. We talked about the gifts of the Spirit this month. This next, the following month, we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. It's just as important, it's the same source as well. The fruit of the Spirit. Close your eyes. Ask yourself this question Am I pursuing the gifts of the Spirit? Am I pursuing the gifts of the Spirit? Scripture says in two places earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, am I pursuing the gifts of the Spirit? Am I making excuses for powerlessness? Have I believed the lie that to love the giver is to reject the gift? Am I afraid? Lord, have I been wounded by a misuse of spiritual gifts? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'd love to lead you in a prayer. where you allow the Holy Spirit to move in you this way? If you will, pray this up to me. Say, Lord Jesus, I want to do what you do. Not because I'm anything special, but because you are. All power, all authority is yours. Help me to help people through spiritual gifts. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can minister to others beyond my ability and in your ability. I'll commit this part of my life to you. Help me to do what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Eric, will you close us? Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.